0: So what is resilience? If we look at the definition of resilience, it is the ability of an individual to quickly overcome his or her challenges. There are some people who face setbacks, who face adversities and still with their grit and determination overcome, navigate or deal with the problem, then they are said to have resilience. Also in terms of the physics. Of the definition of resilience, it is the ability of a substance or an object to be able to return back to its original shape after it has been tampered with, whether it is by applying compressive stress or by even molding it to alter the shape. I want to quote an author P. G. Woodhouse who tried to explain resilience in his words when he wrote, "There is in certain men or women no gender bias here, a quality of resilience, a sturdy refusal to acknowledge defeat, which aids them as effectively in the affairs of the heart as in encounters of a sterner and of a more practical kind. So basically he is talking about individuals who bounce back, recoil or give back a stronger fight when they are faced with challenges. They possess this never say die attitudes. To make things more elaborate, let's understand resilience by a diagram taken from the Harvard University's Center for Child Development. They explain this clearly. Let's visualize a balance or a seesaw. We have protective experiences or you can say the positive experiences on and the adaptive skills of the individual on one side and on the other side we have the significant adversities of life. So, when the positive experiences on one one side outweigh the adversities of the other side, and mind you the adversities are stacked by a heavy load of factors, but still they they are managed to be put down by the positive things, the positive stacks outweigh the heavy load of negative stacks. By this, resilience would have said to be developed. Let's examine the relevance of resilience in our lives. Honestly speaking, the usage of the word relevance in resilience, according to me, is too naive or innocent. Why? Because resilience is a foundational part in living one's life with a sense of well-being attached to it. Right from the time we are born to the time we take our last breath, It is the resilience factor that helps us to cope with oncoming challenges and helps us to keep on surviving in the face of constantly bombarding adversities. Whether we like it or not, change is a constant thing. And if those changes are challenging our minds, bodies and our existence itself, then it's something that we must and should cope with it. And this is the truth of life. Whether we want it to happen or not, but it is going to happen no matter what. So, change for the good, we love it, but change for the worse, that too. It's even bad if we cannot control that. But sometime or the other, each and everyone has to go through it. So, how can we be prepared now that we know what to expect? And this preparation itself gives us that much elusive hope and confidence to deal with the situations. And this is the reason we can go on living our day-to-day lives without worrying too much about what lies ahead in the future. And so this should explain the relevance or more appropriately the necessity of resilience to be developed in our lives. This is more like the Darwin's theory of the survival of the fittest. The more resilient you are, the easier it is for you to cope with life itself. Okay, then let's get to know the factors that help us to build resilience. So there are many factors and one of the, the important factors are the supportive relationships. How many of us can imagine not having the supportive shoulder to lean on being alone with not a soul in the world to care for us? Unfortunately, so many people have that kind of an existence but fortunately many of us still have that very important family support no matter what the source of hardship the single most common factor for those who end up doing well is having the support of at least one stable and committed relationship it can be either with a parent or a friend or a sibling or any other significant individual These relationships are the active ingredients in building resilience. They provide personalized responsiveness, the scaffolding and protection that can buffer an individual against the negative outcomes of adversity and instead respond to adversity in a better way when they face it eventually. It also helps the individual to plan, monitor and regulate behavior and adapt to changing circumstances. Then the next important factor in building resilience is the adaptive skill building. Adaptive behaviors help us to develop mastery over the real life skills, but they have to be practiced from time to time. In a constantly changing environment, we need to adapt in our everyday skills, in our everyday lives excuse me, the skills like communication, management, self-direction, social behaviors they need to they need to be refined and we need to learn to adapt if we are to face the situations. Then we can face the challenges head-on with ooms of resilience within us. Then again, our cognitions, our cognitions and thoughts interact with the outside experiences and this makes us more resilient or it can even make us less resilient depending on how we think. So when you think on a positive note, it makes our external experiences more likely to be positive. It's like they say, you get back what you give. I don't say you have to be good at all times and you get back positive experiences only people are different no matter what you do or how you are eventually we face bad experiences it's beyond beyond our control but as far as possible no matter what the experiences are consciously if we try to push ourselves to be positive then that itself shows that we are building up our resilience isn't it so if we keep our internal predispositions cognitively at a manageable level resilience should keep building and we are more likely to get through the bad situation in a positive light and hence our perception about the difficult situation changes and this is where the magic happens we do not feel helpless we feel more confident and we can overcome it so it would have eventually become habitual then the next factor is the coping skill now these are the strategies or plans that we use to tolerate that we use to tolerate navigate or solve the problems that come our way so making a conscious effort to deal with the problem helps us in developing that coping skills and build resilience the next is the faith and culture now this is my favorite part And of course, these are one of the most important elements in building resilience. These equate to having a supportive relationship. But it's with our own deep-rooted and enriching cultures and traditions. And eventually, they give us that spiritual support. Like they say, when nobody is around, what always will be with us is the faith. It's always there, whether you believe it or not. You just have to start Believing and that is when faith develops. When everything else has failed in your life, even though you believe they would not, why not give faith a fair chance? At least it has the power to keep you motivated to not stop doing things. Continue doing things and enjoy the journey of faith and see where it can take you. I can't stop but quote verses from the Bhagavad Gita, the verse 47, chapter 2. So, what it says is, we have the right to work only, but never its fruits. So make actions your motive, not the fruits. And don't be unattached to the action itself, because doing your duty itself makes the journey much more pleasant. And so, coming to our faith factor, it is the faith, the faith in our culture that is dictated, leading to the spiritual growth, which in turn dictates faith in our actions. And of course, positive actions is the only way to help you lead a good life and help you reach your goal. Ultimately, whether it's achieved or not, it's left to the higher power. But without the positive action itself, You'll never be able to reach your intended goal. In fact, research has time and again proven that faith and culture are the catalysts in keeping us in our positive mindsets. And they give us strength and courage to cope and become resilient. Then, how do you develop this resilience within your mind? You need to be more self-aware knowing who you are and how you react to situations how much emotional quotient you have and how your behavior is or how you think all these factors they go a long way in making you self-aware so especially if you wish to pursue self-improvement personality development or attain the higher goal of spiritual growth you have to actively seek to understand yourself and only through this introspection you can assess your strengths, weaknesses, thoughts, your ideas. Also if you want to know how others perceive you and how you yourself perceive others and how you are impacting others, self-awareness is the key. The public and private self-awareness concepts are often used by psychologists to decipher this self-awareness So now I'm talking to you and now my public self-awareness has kicked in and I'm aware that I'm being listened to and I'm displaying my best podcast. Also, I may get anxious and distressed if I come to know that people are not liking what they hear and I start worrying as to how I will be perceived by all of my listeners. So private self-awareness kicks in when I am That was the public aspect of it. And when you talk about private self-awareness, it kicks in when you are aware of aspects about yourself privately. For example, you might look at yourself in the mirror and judge yourself and you may like or not like what you see. So you are aware privately of how you really are. So as you see, by learning about the different shades of characteristics, by becoming aware publicly and privately about yourself you can gain an understanding of yourself in a very minute way then the next method of developing the resilience is being more mindful so what is mindfulness it is a state of being conscious or aware of something in the wider perspective of things usually what happens is people confuse self-awareness with Mindfulness. While self awareness leads to introspecting oneself, mindfulness is more focused on the external side also. It is focused on your awareness, awareness about your actions in particular, helping you be in the present moment within the realm of things. And it's a complex way of making yourself aware and tune yourself to the outside world and adjusting your thoughts and feelings to the outside world through bodily sensations. So mindfulness is also used as a therapeutic technique in people who are facing recurrent depression.